hey everybody uh I don't know how many everybody is exactly, but you guys, you listeners of my podcast, you faithful five. Um, so tonight's, today's, this pod, whatever, this episode is going to be about how he grew up. And my sister, Elizabeth, Liz for short. <clears throat> oh, another funny story. Um, she has a nickname. That'll be another podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Anyway, she's responsible for getting me to do this podcast tonight because I have some great uh, new sponsors that I want to tell you about. And I wasn't in the mood because I'm, I had a really bad day at work and I couldn't think of anything funny. But she, we talked about her childhood. And there are some real, real interesting nuggets in, in, in our childhood. Um, and before I start this podcast, I would like to give a little sh- shout out to, I have two audience members who are fact checkers and they are my sisters. And after every podcast I do, they tell me what I said that was wrong. I said, one of my sisters was 49. She's 48. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I've made a couple other mistakes, which I won't get into because they're actually morbid. But like, anyway, we were children of the 70s. That's what my sister told me. But I really wasn't a child of the 70s, by the way. I was only alive in the 70s for a year and a month because both my sisters are older than me. One's 45, one's 48. Fact check that. Second thing that I want to talk. So I'm going to talk about like our sort of little bit about growing up. We had two working parents, two amazing working parents. We still have one. Um, we are, my sister Elizabeth and I, every morning without fail, used to get up and watch Fat Albert. Hey, 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 Fat Albert. That's all I can remember from that fucking cartoon. And we've probably, I probably have seen every single episode of Fat Albert. And I used to think we got up at like 6.30 in the morning to watch it and then like have breakfast and leisurely make our way to school. This just shows you how young I was, how much younger than my sister I was because apparently she told me that if if we watched as the credits of Fat Albert World, now my parents were long gone. They were not home. Our bus came at 8 and she said the show was from 7.30 to 8 and then if we didn't leave exactly when the Fat Albert credits were running, we would miss the bus. And apparently we missed the bus a lot. Now, that's how we got to school. We took the bus. It was around the corner. And I guess if we missed the bus, she said our neighbors would give us a ride. I was much younger during the Fat Albert years, which is why I cannot remember anything um, from that TV show other than like this fat cartoon character like walking around saying, hey, hey, hey. Um... A lot of kids today and probably, uh, you know, during when we grew up, like took, took lunches to school and you could definitely buy lunch at school. We never were given money to buy lunch at school. And, you, you know, it was a little bit of role reversal here because my mother had to go to school, had to get to work earlier than my dad because she was a, oh, fact checker. Uh, another fact check thing that I screwed up. I said my mother was a high school principal i of course know she was not she was a grammar school principal grammar school principal 
Um, so she would always be gone for work early, which would leave the lunch duty to my father, which means we ate some of these things. Have you ever had a cinnamon raisin bagel with a piece of meatloaf on it? Have you ever had just for lunch an apple and a banana? Have you ever had a leftover piece of lasagna wrapped in tin foil? No snack packs, no chips, no drinks, no Capri Suns, no a Lunchable? I will still buy a Lunchable occasionally now, and it is the most disgusting piece of... Sorry, Lunchable, you're not... They're not going to spawn. They're not going to want to sponsor me anyway. It is the most disgusting piece of shit that you can put into your body. Well, there's worse, but Lunchables aren't great. And they taste awful, but now I will still buy them because I never got to take them to school. Can you imagine opening up a piece of tinfoil with a cold piece, piece of lasagna and then probably having to go hunt for a fork and some water? You know, you weren't going to be popular at the lunch table anyway with, with that combination. And then like with an apple and a banana thrown into the bag, you'd think that I'd eat more fruit than I do today. Um, jealous of all of the people online to, to eat lunch. Um, calling in sick was never an option. You really, really, really had to be sick. I always thought this was me. I always thought I was the one that threw up and then was told, now you feel better, go back to the bus stop. But my sister just told me that that was my other sister's. So I, I don't know. I absorbed a story and I told it many times. So if I've told you that story, I still think it was me. However, my other sister says it was her. Um, one time my sister Elizabeth had the chicken pox and she stayed home alone. I think she was very young. I don't know, let's say 10 for a week. And the other thing that I'm convinced about is I really believe that because when you get the chicken pox, they're very contagious and you can only get them once. I really believe, and I wouldn't bet my life on it, I think my mother made me rub my arm on my sister's arm to give me the chicken pox at the same time as her so that she would be done with it because I was the last child and then there would be no more chicken pox and no one would have to stay home from school ever again because we simply weren't allowed now what was worse than staying home from school was being at school and this happened really only at in, at our grammar school we went to catholic grammar school shout out to immaculate conception on tuggahoe road um we if we called in sick our father couldn't get us because he's parole board person so like he couldn't leave that and our mother was a principal at least for part of the time we were at that school you she wouldn't pick you up my sister was just telling me a story how the nurse would call our mother and our mother would say well she can lay down in, at the nurse's office and stay there but one time i think the an eager nurse at our catholic school convinced my mother that I was real and I wasn't by the way um like really sick like fever all that I still remember they wouldn't just like let you out into the parking lot they would take you to the door where then your parent would have to drive up and then come get you at some door I can still see my mother coming 
with the angry face to come get me. Now, she wasn't a bad mother. It was very hard to leave your job as a principal to come pick up your child, to come then drop them off at home and then leave again. Um, so that, we, you were never supposed to do that ever. And I can count on one hand, we can probably all count on one hand how many times we, we called in sick from immaculate conception. Yeah, and we were latchkey kids, like, or whatever that f- phrase is. We pro- we, no, we didn't have keys. They just left the doors open. But then occasionally the doors would get locked. And I've broken into my own home. I've broken glass windows to get home to watch TV. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't go play outdoors. I wouldn't go do anything. I wouldn't go to a park, which I believe is safer because it's safer to be in your house than be out in a park when you're a little kid. I would break... I would throw rocks through our kitchen window to dig into my house. And oh my God, it, I can remember the trouble that I would get into after I did stuff like that. Um, let me take a quick break and I'll be right back with some final stories. Hey guys, welcome back. I, ha- I, have, a couple, I have a couple other final stories. Um, to tell you sort of about growing up um, without a lot of parental supervision after school. I guess this one is more about, you know, I, I grew up, I was an altar boy. I escaped any kind of weird shit, so don't worry about that. Um, but I didn't like being an altar boy because, honest to God, like, who does? Um, it's just going to church a lot and and bring incense and wafers and whatever you believe and turning it into whatever you believe but um i quit i quit and i i didn't tell my mother i and i can remember we were in the car with my friend his name was rocco we were in the car going home from something i don't think we were going home from church my mother's never She's hit me with a hanger a couple of times. She's like at home, but she never, I don't think she ever publicly hit me. And it's not like she was an abuser, but she was like, you hadn't, you haven't served mass in a while. Like you haven't, and listen, she wasn't really, it wasn't about the religion part of it. It was about the perception part of it that she was worried about. Just if I'm being honest, but Rocco Solano sold me down the river and said, you quit, didn't you? My mother, I can still see her face. She turned around and she was a lovely woman and I'm making her sound horrible, but this is more just funny. She turned around and that look, I can still see it. I can see the shirt she was wearing. It was turquoise or some kind of blue. I can still see it. I just don't know if I can describe the color. And she smacked me in the head. And I'll not, we were in front of the food emporium. We were right by the Getty station. Getty station was on. I know where I was. It was like, it was one of those things like the Kennedy, like the Kennedys were shot and everybody knows where they were. Well, I knew where I was and I'll never forget it when Rocco Solano sold me down the river and told my mother that I quit being an altar boy. So don't slap your kids. It's not allowed anymore, um, but I'm fine and I lived through it. Uh, I hope... This was interesting. I'm sorry I'm a little low energy. I'm a little tired. I have some new ads, some great podcasts you guys should listen to. Check them out, and thanks for listening.